Welcome to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan. And on my left, we haven't talked to him in a few days here. However, we got a new show and we are back to the better than ever. Spencer? Yeah, what's up? This is, um, I like this. This feels much more relaxed than the live streams. Live streams are relaxed. They're very relaxed. But this is like, there's... There's no one watching you. Well, I this can is turn a lot it of fun. off right now and restart because I, I missed a, a word at the beginning. I didn't I didn't miss a word. I choked on a word. Oh. But this is live. It's live. We're live, baby. It's live because I don't want to restart. Yeah. That's why it's live. So Hawkeye is what we're gonna be getting into today. And this will be spoilers. Um, you know how we, we work by now. It's just we talk through the episode. We talk about our, our feelings and our thoughts. Um, it's going to get into the details. We will be covering the first two episodes because that is what uh, Disney gave us. At first, I was a little bit shocked that they would give, and you were right, that they had the first two episodes of only a six-episode series. But mm. then I thought about it again. It's it's Hawkeye, so it's not one of their premier characters, and that still means we're going to have over a month worth of content. So Yeah, and it leads directly into Spider-Man like yeah and there might be some purpose for that yeah so because it's both new york city characters Mm -hmm. um that might intertwine which is going to be quite interesting and maybe a talking point that we go over today um there's some exciting things that we've seen so far that we need to discuss but then also what could possibly be coming in the future Mm um so i've only seen the episode once both episodes so I won't be step-by-step step breaking it down like I would a, a movie that I've rewatched eight times. <laughs> However, um, the general storyline uh, follows kind of simplicity. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of get into um, what happens and where we're at and where we leave off. So the overarching... Uh, storyline and the scenes put together in these first two episodes I thought were quite uh, pleasant is probably the word I would I would use I, I was right in that uh, it's a light-hearted uh, start to the show mm. and it's Christmas themed it's like um, kind of a murder mystery fun like aspect but it does seem based on some of the the later parts of the show, the lightheartedness is probably going to continue because of Haley. I think that's just the type of person she is. Mm -hmm. So we're still going to have that feeling, but I think we're going to get into some darker stuff pretty soon. It definitely will. Um, But yeah, it's very, uh, it's very lighthearted, very fun. And like, even the scenes where there's like combat, there's some like silly stuff going on and it's like really like it's it's just kind of like laid back. It's not like intense in your face like we've had with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's not anything close to being wild and like magical and mystical, which is not the intent. If it was magical and mystical, I don't think it would be Hawkeye. So it just kind of fits the theme and I think we're kind of getting into it's definitely going to get dark I have some thoughts about 
where it could go, but, um, you know, we also got some really cool, um, scenes as lighthearted as these first two episodes were. We did get some scenes that were very emotional, which is very cool. And I like that. Um, specifically with the Hawkeye character yeah, or the Clint Barton character. Sorry. Let's start there. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one of the big things, uh, and stories within this episode and continuing through the series, uh, especially evidenced by one of the villains, is Hawkeye's a regular dude. Like, he's a human, you know? And he was really the only human that was involved in this final battle with um, Thanos. He's been one of very few humans involved in all these fights along the way. And just like somebody who might end up uh, out of a construction job or the military with hearing loss, he has now experienced massive hearing loss and he's currently wearing a hearing aid. Um, And we have a deaf villain and we're just seeing like a very real, a guy that lost his best friend and lost his hearing and is now relying on his family and living a regular life uh, post Avengers um, initiative that's just trying to find his way. Yeah. And along the way too, like suffering from PTSD, you know, like that's kind of, it's not like they're not heavy handed with it, but like, you know, you see the stuff with him uh, and specifically the scenes where they're in the musical. um, And he sees like the woman who is portraying black widow and like it's an emotional scene like a very emotional scene and then like the little girl who's got like the hair done up just like her you know and uh it's it's tough because yeah he is the only human you know like all these other heroes that have been fighting these battles yes they also have suffered from like you know some form of like ptsd on some level to some degree because they've lost people along the way and they've had to fight but it's also different for them because they're got they've usually got something else going on like there's usually something greater that's also on their mind you know whether it be uh their body or or something else like um you know like with Captain Marvel like she's she's got the entire galaxy to worry about you know what i mean so it's like she can't really take that time to to really think about it with him it's like he's just a regular dude like you said so like it hits a lot harder like the the smaller things or things that would be considered smaller for a thor or somebody like that it's it's much different yeah no absolutely and i think the themes of this series are going to continue to be um clint dealing with all the PTSD and all the physical issues he's had post Avengers um, dealing with a world that is romanticizing the events that he had to go through personally and dealing with something that nobody can relate to him about. And I think in Kate, he sees kind of a glimmer of what I did was all, you know, recognized by somebody here like she like i'm her favorite avenger like what is what does that mean Mm, you know that mm -hmm. doesn't happen um 
So I think Clint is going to be healed through his relationship with uh, Kate. And I think that's a great way to kind of pass the baton, pass the, the torch off to the next generation because she's not really meaning to do that. Um, I don't, she could probably care less and doesn't realize the actual trauma he's been through. But we saw from the opening scene, she glorified him and we looked at the two different ways that this uh, scene was viewed from that day in 2012. He, he was fighting and hurting and struggling. All she saw was a superhero. Mm -hmm. She saw a, a beast, you know, like shooting people with arrows, somebody that saved her life. And then he flies through the, the window in a heroic, um, you know, way, not, not to his, yeah, she didn't see injury. his landing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she is seeing the perspective of the little girl that saw Hawkeye help save the world. Mm -hmm. And all he sees is an old guy uh, that lost his friends, his hearing, and really has nothing to show for it at this point. Yeah. So it's going to be really fun to watch her unbridled, you know, enthusiasm and optimism against his like rough um cynicism i mm -hmm. think that'll be a fun uh jab along this whole series and uh then it's going to be fun to see where this takes us because i think this show it's almost like drinking uh water or eating bread in between meals like it's not that it's small potatoes or anything it's just that like this is another thing that's going to be setting up the next bigger event yeah you know absolutely like I've said multiple times, it, we're we're not getting to an Avengers event. Like I I don't think that that's a thing. We're gonna have like three of them happening at once, I think, and you're gonna have a team that's probably led by Captain Marvel, possibly a team that's led by somebody like Ant Man or somebody like that. You're also gonna have the Fantastic Four at some point, um, and then you're gonna have the young avengers which will be at, from right now it seems that kate bishop could have that kind of a role within the group of being like maybe not a leader but like you know very high up uh because let's face it of the people that we've been introduced so far uh that are young avengers she's the only one that's got a show she's the oldest too and she's the so oldest far. yeah the oldest one so far so um yeah, uh, it'll, it'll, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with this going forward. But you kind of know, like, in the back of your mind, like, oh, okay, so this could be setting up Young Avengers. Um, and, man, that's it's also crazy to think about when you think about the, the scope of these movies because we've got movies that are listed up until, like, what, 2024, 2025, somewhere around there. And yeah. Young Avengers will be dropped in. I would imagine somewhere along that timeline, maybe later. I don't even know. But, uh, yeah, they're pumping a lot of stuff out here recently. This is insane. But um, as far as Kate's character, too, as we were talking about, um, it's like she's obviously heavy influenced from Clint, but she's also like she's also like a rich girl. So, like, she doesn't have that, like, you kind of get that scene early on with her and her mother, and her mother's, like, talking derogatory towards, like, poor people. 
and it's like you know Kate doesn't have that uh, grounded nature yet she's kind of getting there as we go along through the first few episodes definitely getting there um, but to this point in her life like like dude the first like scene that we see her and she's destroying a clock tower on her campus at college and then her mom's just like, well, I'm yeah, just going to pay for it and let's move on. Obadiah Stane's clock tower. Clock tower. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. So, uh, wow. It's so, yeah, we, in that first scene, um, the mom and the dad are, are fighting, I guess. Mm. Um, and it's kind of telling us that they married into like her her dad was her dad and then married into this wealthy family Mm. um but i don't know at what point all that happened i'm not sure um if they're gonna follow a specific storyline you know from the comics or where they're going with everything but it seemed just you know at at first when you watch the scene you're like oh no maybe her dad dies and then you see the funeral um, and then the more you watch the mom, the more you realize, well, wait a second, what really did happen to the dad? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did the mom have anything to do with it? Because, you know, as we go scene by scene, the mom is just like something off about her. There's something weird. All um, the time. And she never. It seems like she's withholding information from uh, Kate the entire episode. And then as Kate finds out more and more, she, she still kind of like kind of trusts her because she's her mom. But now she's um, due to some circumstances. She's not trusting. What's his name? Was it Jack? What's his yeah, name? I think his name's Jack. Jack. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's a little bit of a like, look over here. Don't look over here going on mm-hmm. with the mom. Um but we'll see that 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 storyline will flesh itself out well what was as far as the first episode goes like what what caught your eye the most what was the most uh, glaring thing to you the auction okay that was the most interesting part of this entire first two episodes to me um, because we're in the middle of like a, it's, uh, you would want to say it's like a, uh, I don't even know what kind of auction this would be. Cause it's not like a black market auction, I don't think, but it is like, like a higher class of people are attending this auction. It's very secluded, very private, very like members only kind of thing. Um, and there's a storyline that goes along with this from the comics that I do remember, um, it was a little different, but, um, I thought that that was cool that they threw that in there. So there's like a comic storyline where like Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, I think have kidnapped Madam Mask, who was rumored to be in the series and potentially played by the mother. Right. Um, and there's some kind of footage of Hawkeye killing uh, a leader, a world leader that is being sold at an auction and Kate p- attends this auction as Madame Mask and uh, basically destroys the film or whatever. Um, And I thought that that was kind of cool that they threw that in there. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it's obviously not like word for word and it's not like scene by scene, but it's like, 
there's the auction Kate's there she's kind of being like secretive it just kind of it worked I liked it a lot um and then the action scenes there too were pretty cool I liked uh uh I mean she did a hurricanrana on that guy hmm. <laughs> so uh it, it was fun I, I liked that that scene and I also liked the uh I loved the idea that um Jack bought the sword yep and that the the Ronin suit went to Hawkeye or uh, to Kate Bishop uh I thought that was really cool he likes swords a little bit too much right she seems to like swords too though mm-hmm. the mom I mean it's her place you know mm-hmm. at the end of the day um yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on there. Yeah, the auction was cool. I mean, I would call it black market because they're selling dinosaur heads. <laughs> yeah, know? true, true, true. Um, and it was only it was invite only, so it's like a, it was almost like a a gala, um, a big time gala with super well connected people, and it's like supposedly run by, um, whoever the kingpin is. Not, ah, not there it is. There it is. But like, they they mentioned like the the uh organized crime something like right organized people um, yeah in the the in new york city um but we'll see the the mom definitely is just super i think everybody is like very suspicious of the mom mm-hmm. um which is funny because like the obvious thing is that i, I believe I'm, i really hope it's jack yeah i think <laughs> is it is that, jack i'm really is sure it jack is. is the culprit here and while he may be the one that stabbed um armand right mm-hmm. um, armand the look third. at you man getting names um yeah i know right armand the third um little kid was armand the seventh there you go look uh, at you man yeah. oh wow we're making progress my, my, the break has rejuvenated my brain that that's it um that definitely could be, but it just feels like, like even like simple, like clue mm. Butler did it. It's always a distraction. You Dude. Know? I love that you brought that up. It's, it's just too, in the, the movie with uh, Adam Sandler, right? The, the one where it's like uh, the, the, the clue style movie with Adam Sandler. It, it was like a murder mystery with Jennifer Aniston or whatever. Oh yeah. And it was like, Oh, it's obviously this person. It's never the obvious person, but it's almost always not the person everybody thinks it is. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. who really is doing this stuff? Yeah, I know. It's it's very interesting because you have those scenes with Armand the Third where like he's like not cursing out his her mother, but like he's very um, angry with her and kind of makes some threats. To be honest. Um, and like Kate kind of overhears this, which is kind of like her seems like her superpower at the moment is that she's just always eavesdropping and no one realizes she's there. Um, but yeah, um, also the the Armand the Third stuff going on, like it just everything kind of to me points towards like Jack, obviously, but. Like you said, man, everybody too kind of is looking at the mom like, man, there's some stuff going on that's not because I mean, let's let's think about this. The opening scene. She was just with her mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she was literally just with her and she's now screaming and yelling for her like mommy, mommy, like, where, like, where'd you go? Stuff like that. And like looking around, looking for her dad. She 
you're looking for a checkers board, right? Is that checkers, the- right. And then all of a sudden, like five minutes later, she pulls up like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so, you know, relieved you're still alive and stuff like this. Like it's, it just seems a bit weird. And even at the funeral, like she didn't seem to be like mourning, you know, which I understand yeah, stages of grief is different. Kid too. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. He could be alive. It could be, could a, be the villain. You could. You, you never know, man. That's. You never that's know. like the most likely version, right? If I had betting odds of who's the villain, I would actually go with the father, <laughs> because that's that's how Marvel always does it to us. They give yeah. us the obvious guy, which is Jack. They give us the obviously not the obvious guy, so it <laughs> has to be we're clever her, um, and then they go actually it was Agatha all along. Right, right, so right, right. You just you never know, and uh, family dynamics are always like. It's the same thing in real life. Like, yeah. if there's a, a homicide, the first thing they do is go, "Okay, did the husband do it? Did the yes. wife do it?" Yes, it's always did the husband do it or did the did the wife do it? Yeah, so it's, and it's then they worth kind of keeping keeping in mind, or he could be the hero, um, or he could be dead. <laughs> we don't know. He could actually be dead. <laughs> he could just be larping. Yeah, he could be <laughs> larping. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm not going to speculate too hard on that one because I, I don't think that's as important as what ultimately will happen because of all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the first episode, you know, it went along and Jack was um, obviously turning into our first villain. And Armand III dies from being stabbed. Mm-hmm. So um, there's that. He probably wasn't that nice of a guy anyway. So you know, I mean, he's got monogram butterscotch in his yeah, house, so I don't know. It's not that great. I don't think he's like butterscotch is good though. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But um. Then that kind of leads us into her becoming this Ronan character and running into the what is it the sweatsuit mafia? Yeah, those guys were hilarious. I <laughs> I didn't know how to like take them at first, and then when we get later into episode two, it was like, oh, these guys are like comedic relief in a way. Yeah, like was it sweatpants or sweatsuit? Sweatsuit tracksuit mafia. Track That's what suit. it is. That's tracksuit right. mafia. It's like it's like calling them the sneakers mafia, and then somebody else goes the those aren't the, sneakers. The basketball shoes <laughs> mafia, <laughs> yeah, you know, or the tennis shoes mafia. It's right. Like, it's all the same. Thing. Like is it a is the joggers it a, mafia? Is it a is it a cap or is it a toboggan? You know, you never leggings mafia. I don't right. know. Right. Um, they're, yeah, they, they kind of, you know, got a little beat up by our young, uh, Kate and then chased that, her down and, you know, ooh. she ended up going, Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, and then who saves the day, but our, our old guy Hawkeye. Yeah. Which was awesome. He, at this point. can we talk about the towel slap? That was probably one of the, the coolest scenes in a fight scene. He just, he did the old like uh-huh. roll up roll the towel up. and smack, and it just like knocked this guy I didn't out. Even remember that? That was so funny, that was man. Good. Yeah, I died. I didn't see it. I I didn't really see it until the second time I watched it through. Gotcha. Uh, and that was that was great. Like he hops off the top of the the van and immediately does like this whap, and it, oh, I loved that. Uh, and yeah, that was um. It was pretty cool. I I didn't know, I didn't know how to like take Clint's response to unmasking who the Ronin was at first because he's like, "Oh, come on," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Is it because she's like a little girl?" 
or is it like probably because it's not like another superhero you know which I, you can't assume that it would be another superhero if you're clint barton because no. she just got like manhandled like literally by like four dudes that are just like in track suits <laughs> so yeah i don't know i'm not sure what was going through his brain i don't know what what's going on in clint's head mm-hmm. um yeah i'm not sure but uh clint and from what we were talking about earlier the uh the scene at, at the the play the musical i should say um it emphasized the continued importance of steve rogers in yeah the marvel lore because we are now we have a national exhibit we have uh the need to create a new captain america and um the remembrance of of captain steve rogers and they have, they have the Statue of Liberty with uh, Captain America's shield in, I believe, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then um, now we have the musical of Rogers, the musical. Yeah. So it seems like the world is missing their Captain America very much. Well, America is missing their Captain America. Perhaps, yeah. That's yeah. probably after Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, which creates an interesting long-term dynamic of will they accept sam wilson because right. they're they have this mythology created around steve and steve was a great guy but he's not he's not as great as as they're going to remember him to be nobody ever is mm-hmm. um so where does this go from here and yeah like with hawkeye's perspective he you know he noticed he's like hey ant-man wasn't actually there which is funny because he was supposed to be there yeah the, the original you know write-up the story um, turned his hearing aid off because he didn't want to, you know, one, he doesn't strike me as a musicals guy. <laughs> and two, he probably just, why would he ever want to see that musical? It's like, it's like Michael Jordan going to a, a Space Jam musical. Like, no, you don't want to rel- relive right. your, <laughs> your your days in, in three hours. Right. Um, but, I mean, it's just a, a consistent message of Captain America, Captain America, Captain America, and not a whole lot of Tony Stark, not a whole lot of Hulk, Hawkeye, Black Widow. It's it's a lot of Captain America. A lot of Captain America. There was that really cool like uh, Hulk scene, but that was it. It was very centered around uh, Cap. And then I thought it was really funny too how they kind of like threw that little thing in there with the two Chris's being the most attractive or whatever. I, I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, the um, importance to America as, I mean, you can't, I don't think you'll ever be able to like overstate that because I mean, you have to really think about it as if it were real life. Like, how would Americans view having somebody like a Captain America fighting their wars for them? Like, a dude that can literally take bullets, <laughs> you know what I mean, and just keep going. Uh, immensely strong, stronger than anything you've ever seen. Fast. Like, obviously easy on the eyes, <laughs> but, like, he he literally wins wars for you. He's a super soldier. And you have to think about how America would view that. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It's like having Tom Brady lead your allies, you know? Yeah. We live in an idolic society, so Mm -hmm. it's very much how it would go. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you got to think of how we kind of view our military too, like right now, you know, like we're the best military in the world, obviously. Um, but it's, it's like, you know, it, it kind of goes back to like what Hawkeye is probably feeling. Like, why are you guys idolizing this? Like, this was a very tough moment. You know, it's, it's kind of strange to idolize war and uh i mean that's essentially what this entire thing was and they're making a musical about it it was kind of yeah yeah it's like the scene from king kong when he's brought back to yeah on broadway right um so we'll we'll see how that evolves i'm i'm very curious to see if they try to do a, a musical at a disney world or something in the avengers compound part of it that would be cool i think they will yeah um at least a short one but we'll see. And uh, so at the end of this, the semester, the, the episode, <laughs> um, Kate is uh, re- revealed mm-hmm. and Clint, you know, notices, okay, well, I got a, a situation on my hands now. So <laughs> that left that led us into the second episode where uh, Clint basically goes back to her place to figure out, you know, what, exact, what exactly is going on here. And they were followed back um, by, I believe it was, again, track the tracksuit mafia. mafia. Yeah, they tracked her. The, they suited her and tracked yeah. her. Yeah. Um, so when when they finally get, and she's still learning the whole superhero thing. It's kind of like Spider-Man um, when he was, like, learning how to be a superhero. She's like, oh, I'm supposed to not go back to my house when I'm right. attacked. Uh, and she has her dog, um, well, Lucky. Not her dog. Well, but I mean, it kind of is now. It's a dog with with one eye that she saved. So yeah, when you save a dog, I guess it becomes yours. And it's got like the sixth sense of like knowing when things are about to go down. I love that. It it's closes great. one eye when everything's. <laughs> yeah. <going back> <laughs> I thought that that was the greatest thing in in that scene as well. Like when they're back in her apartment and. If you watch kind of close, you can kind of hear the dog whimper, and then you see it go up the stairs, literally like right before the tracksuit mafia shows up and everything, and they start throwing Molotovs into the apartment, uh, which was also another great scene, but probably the most unlikely thing I've ever seen (laughs) at the same time with him like punching out the window, catching the Molotov, throwing it back through. That That was awesome. Very Hawkeye yeah. of him. Um, Kate hit a bullseye with mm. the fire extinguisher. Um, she She's really accurate. I'm, she's, I'm very yeah. curious to see if she slowly is unveiled as more accurate than Hawkeye in some way, however they do that. I'm sure there's going to be some training scenes, and eventually the protege will outdo the master is my guess. Um, but I guess we have the two most accurate archers in the world. She's also a black belt, um, a gymnast, mm-hmm. a fencer. So she's she's very talented. Extremely talented. In, in many, many ways. Metals all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's pedal to the metal for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, they have the place burned down pretty much. Mm. And, well, not down, but burn. And they escape, and they have the dog. Uh, which it's he was like grab the dog we're getting out of here I'm like yeah 
got the dog. Yeah, got the dog. Got to make sure you got the dog. Right. She imagined. Oh she's my like, gosh! They, they just leave the, the dog. dog. And, wow. Uh, and nobody, they didn't mean to kill the dog, but they just forgot to grab the dog in the series. Like Disney forgets to write that in. Tracksuit Mafia would be the worst villain since Thanos. Right. Since no America and dogs. Yeah, they would overtake Thanos. Oh, for sure. Um, Easily. And then, uh, what do we got next? Then he he realizes LARPing, or he seeks out the no, mafia yeah. and gets caught. He uh. He, they they realize that they left the suit in the apartment and then he goes back to look for it so he like kind of cosplays as a firefighter to go into the apartment and uh it's not there anymore then he sees the larp sticker on the fire truck that's right and he's like ah okay and then there's like that scene in between where they're like you know he's like we need some supplies and she's like you mean avengers supplies yeah, the and then they're like band-aids and, and yeah <laughs> yeah I, I thought that was great um so i'm assuming you i i know a little bit about this because i've done research on this episode but um mm-hmm. I'm guessing you'll have information for people that don't know about who Grills is. Are you, you Grills? That the LARPer that had his. Outfit? I'm actually not. This is kind of strange for me, but I'm okay. actually not. You probably know so more than I've I do at this point. Realize <laughs> is that Grills. It doesn't end well. Okay. So that's all I'll say. Okay. I I, I, I don't have spoilers. This is a TV show, but I I know that. It's not. It doesn't go well. <laughs> okay. So we'll see how that goes for him. He was a funny character. Yeah. Um. And honestly, at first I was like, Why are they introducing him? Well, <laughs> like, why are they making it such a big deal? No, it's just like, is that really the suit? Like, how the like? Right. I was just intrigued at first. Like, oh my gosh, this this suit. What it, are the chances? It does look like one that they bought from like the Halloween store. Like, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, look like that's the, what I was thinking. Yeah, it doesn't look like, look like a the one $60 from sixty dollar. Yeah, like yeah. vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the LARPing scene, it, it was it was cool because like you had a lot of heaviness with the tracksuit mafia and the fires and all that stuff, and all of a sudden you got Clint Barton cosplaying. Yeah. As like ye old Clint. Barton. <laughs> ye old Clint Barton. Um, and he's getting killed by this dude that just so badly wants to say that he defeated Hawkeye in a battle. So that, mm-hmm. was, that was pretty fun. That was cool. And I liked the line after that that girls is like, you're an Avenger. This could be like the greatest day of my life if I just, if you just let me win. Like that was, that was pretty neat. And then he's like, man, I fought Thanos and now I got to <laughs> put up with this. But then like, you know, I, I thought it was cool that he at least did it. You know, like it shows Hawkeye has a heart. Like, he needed his suit. <laughs> he needed his suit, but like, he could have easily been like, "Let me win, and I'll give you back the suit." Right. You know, it's like a Skyrim type situation. And then he just like disappears. <laughs> yeah, so. he he gave it back to him, which, yeah, I guess wouldn't happen in too many situations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was able to to get the suit back, and um, and from there he calls upon. Well, he he talks to his wife, and uh, yeah, Nat famously got herself caught many times, so she could kind of seek out information. Yeah, and so he decides, let me follow Natalie's plan. Not Natalie's, 
Natalia. Natasha. Natasha. Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> i'm struggling over here man i had a good start oh who's natalie natalie portman no one natalie natalie portman i have no clue jane foster i think i was i never call her nat so i threw myself off when i said nat and ah all of a sudden she became natalie yeah the only nat that i know is a natalie too so it only makes one sense i know is a bug, is a bug. near my head <laughs> yeah natasha <laughs> Yeah, Natasha yeah. Romanoff. Natalia. I definitely don't know Natalia. Natalia. <laughs> oh, we that do. We funny. know a Natalia. Yeah. I don't. R- wrestling. I mean, we've seen Natalia for I years. I couldn't even place her. The, uh, no, oh my gosh. Oh, the blonde. Yeah, yep. Jim the Anvil Nightheart's daughter. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, back to Earth. Yeah, Natasha, right. Natasha, Natalie, and Nat. Um. He was able to draw inspiration from her, and if you want to, do you want to lead into who Echo is? I don't have too much. It's this is actually kind of crazy, man. You probably know more than I do right now. I I'm, I'm like very limited on Echo. So very far limited because on Echo. I intentionally don't want to know a lot because it's a storyline that's actually still fairly new in some of the comics. Mm-hmm. And this is based off of a somewhat new comic, this show. So I, one that I have know. yet to read too. So, I mean, I've read a little bit of different young Avengers stuff, but yeah, I don't remember this. And so I'm like, kind of, Mm. that's probably fun out of the loop it's a lot of it's a lot of fun like not knowing anything yeah it's actually pretty blind yeah and that was my intention with this to be honest i was like i don't really want to know too much you know what i mean like i got i got to a, a point where i like read something about like uh jeremy renner saying like basically saying something to marvel like you know kill me off because i'm done like, I don't want to do this anymore. Talking about, like, being Clint Barton or whatever. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of... So after that, I was like, I don't want to, like, read anything anymore. I don't want to read comics for this series. I just want to be into it and, you know, not know anything. Because I could have easily gone back and, and reread a bunch of stuff and then, like, read newer stuff uh, with Marvel Unlimited. Uh we're not sponsored, but it is like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it really is because it's so cheap and you have access to everything. Love the sponsorship. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of, I wanted to go into this without knowing really anything, kind of being introduced organically into some different characters. Because uh, I, I kind of assumed that Madame Mask would be in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get introduced into Echo. Which is cool. I'm I'm yeah, intrigued to see where this goes. And I don't know much about her, um, but I like I said, that's cool with me. And I'm gonna learn as you guys learn. And so all we really know so far is she's kind of leading the tracksuit mafia, mm-hmm. and she's a deaf villain, and helps run you know organized street crime in New York City. But she is not like in a penthouse you know she's not making calls from her you know her wine glass and and lazy boy Mm. so you get the feeling that there's definitely somebody above her 
Kingpin and probably. So that would lead us into the question of who. Yeah. So Kingpin. Um, Which is pretty neat, man, because like the one thing I do know about Echo is like she's related. They are related. Yes. Like, that's like his there's, daughter or there's something. There's many so. storylines with those two. Yeah. So, so uh, that is very intriguing. And the dude that plays, you know, Kingpin is talking and mm-hmm. he, I don't think he would have sent that tweet out without having some involvement. I don't know if he's going to appear or be named or whatever. <laughs> I but, didn't see the tweet. Well, he, he just oh, said, no. I'm looking forward to this show. I love shows like these. Oh, that's kind of like Simu. And quote. I think, I don't think he would have, he probably would have said a similar thing for another show he's not in, but this one. It's almost like don't say anything unless you're in it. Well, I mean, you it's know? like it's like, like stay away. It's like when Simu tweeted that like, oh, Venom Two looks awesome, like the day that it released, and then we See, find he's out so new to this the MCU that I yeah I don't know. And I was like, oh my gosh, like here he is pulling a Tom Holland, you know? Yeah. Like we've got new Tom Hollands now, and um. So yeah, the, the the one thing I do know about Echo is that she's like in, she's uh believe I believe she is his daughter, uh which is awesome, because that would uh that would infer you know, like it's like kind of like two plus two equals four you know what I mean like if you're gonna introduce the Echo character then we're gonna get Kingpin at some point because you just, I don't think you can tell that story I mean you could you could tell a story but um which if you're getting into uh, Kingpin, then you're probably going to get into some Daredevil stuff, yeah. possibly some Punisher stuff. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing with that, that a lot of people might not like or they might love it, is that I don't think we're going to get that full roster of the Defenders, which to me is a good thing. Because I loved Luke Cage, I loved. I didn't really care for Iron Fist too much. Uh, Jessica Jones was awesome, but it was very clear that even in the Defenders show, that the storyline was really revolving around Daredevil, and Daredevil and the Punisher were the two that were kind of carrying the torch. Elektra as well, uh, but those those two were the ones that were like. I mean, you you couldn't have had the Defenders show. I mean, that's like having an Avengers movie literally without having Iron Man and Captain America or Thor in them. Like, if all three of them were not in that movie, you can't really call it an Avengers movie. Like, if one of them is missing, it's fine. Even then, like, the entire time people are going to be like, where's Thor? You know? Mm-hmm. I thought this was an Avengers movie. So, Daredevil... If we're getting Daredevil, man, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna freak, man. I'm gonna freak out. This is like, cause uh, I really love the Charlie Cox interpretation of Daredevil. Yeah. I thought that the Daredevil show. I'm gonna go out on a limb and just say it, man. I, I even with Loki, even with WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I still prefer. If, if I, if I really felt like it, dude, I would just like binge it tonight. <laughs> Like, that show is so good. I love Daredevil. So if we get Charlie Cox Daredevil in the MCU, man, this is huge. So do you think 
he's on his way in this series, or do you think they're setting up something for him in Spider-Man, or do you think it's a future proposition? With Charlie Cox Daredevil, I would assume that he's in Spider-Man. If he's going to be in anything, it would be in Spider-Man. Uh, with Kingpin, he could be like an end credit scene for Hawkeye or something. You know, I don't think... And unless like they go bonkers in episode three or episode four and they're like, oh, there he is. You know what I mean? Like they kind of throw it. It it seems like a little, uh, I hate to say this, it seems like almost a little bit of a waste to throw him in too heavy Mm -hmm. early on. (laughs) Too heavy. But yeah, I would say, well, we've seen a pattern. Episode five is usually where we get the big stuff. Yeah, but Um, I think maybe like as a, do you think that, okay. So do you think if you have six episodes and like every time you've done episodes, it's always like episode five where things really pop off. Do you think it would be better to like episode four and just say, you know what, just keep them off balance and not too predictable? I don't think they can think that way. I think they're getting used to this TV thing Mm. and they didn't want to end the way they did like kind of that abruptly with WandaVision because of the shooting restrictions and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier also had issues with the last episode of filming. And so I think it's kind of been happenstance that like their formula kind of ends up taking place somewhere like mid four to end of five. Mm-hmm. I think it's just hard to avoid because there's so much cleanup that you have to do after the big stuff happens that they could make it maybe episode four or something like that. But it's hard for me to see like them popping up in episode three or yeah. waiting till the very end of episode six. Cause they seem to like to give us more uh, and not necessarily leaving us on edge with the final scene or anything. Cause I was um, somewhat wrong with, with some things uh, in the previous series. Now Loki definitely hit us over the top of the head with episode six, but we saw uh, he who shall not be named and mm. <laughs> whatever his name is in Marvel. He who remains. Yes. He who remains remains. We saw him immediately like mm-hmm. right away. So the rest of this, the show was like cleanup duty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I would say I would feel pretty darn good that Kingpin's going to make his way into this series at some point. Yeah. Um, but the timing of leading straight into Spider-Man is very interesting. I feel like there's a decent chance whoever's in this show will also appear in Spider-Man. I think so, too. So I think it's a good chance you see Daredevil in this show right before Spider-Man comes out. Man, uh, I'm, I, I can't even like put into words how... Dude, I would be literally levitating off the ground if we get Charlie Cox Daredevil in anything in the MCU and then Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man. I wouldn't even be on this planet anymore. I'd be like Cloud Nine. I'm at like 97% Tobey and, and Andrew are going to be in there. At this point. I'm not now. I, I don't know why that trailer threw me off, but I'm at like 2% now. Like I just feel That's like it's... wild. Yeah. I, I'm really hopeful. I'm very hopeful. I think you're being a Steelers fan on this one. I'm pro- <laughs> prob- probably. I don't see how you can. But I, I don't, point. I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about it. They would have squashed the rumors so long ago. Yeah. They never did. 
they didn't. The the actors did. Well, Toby, we haven't seen him in ten years, but yeah. Um, I don't know. It just feels like it. So I we'll, hope. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where Daredevil could pop up. Is if it's not in this series, then he could be Matt Murdock and be the lawyer for Peter Parker. Yeah, uh, so. I'm very intrigued to see where they go with this, and I like the only the only thing that kind of pokes a hole in my theory is um, not everybody's going to see the Spider Man the first four days, but I think most people will. Oh, no, so yeah. From Thursday to they come out on Wednesdays, right? The episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you'd have six days to see the movie, um, and vice versa. You'd have less than one day so it's possible it could actually be the reverse where you see a character in the movie first and then you see him in, in hawkeye i don't know but we'll see um i'm pretty excited to see what happens there my biggest thing with it is like you know in terms of in terms of hawkeye like are we gonna see like a clean break, like a clean breakaway from the Avengers stuff with Clint Barton. Like, is he just going to finally ride off? You know, like, is this it? Is he just going to pass the torch to Kate Bishop and then just like, I'm done, you know, because he's very family oriented and you see this in the show. He doesn't know really how to be because he just never had that time, you know, like, Right when he was becoming the family man, it got snapped away from him. And then he went rogue. And then he got his family back, and that's where we're at. So, it's like, uh, I don't know, like, I, I don't know how you felt, but that scene where, like, he's talking to Lila, and they're leaving, and they're going back home, and he's not. To me, that seemed like something that someone who's about to die is about, like, that's the kind of thing we're getting at you know what i mean i wouldn't see a purpose to his death at this point his his him living is harder than him dying at this point because of natasha jesus christ you got you had it i know but my <laughs> brain went through three names <laughs> i'm like having trouble finding the right rim you know um <laughs> yeah natasha's death is always going to be hawkeye's uh, burden mm. to bear mm-hmm. and so I think it's more powerful knowing he's still alive out there fighting for her memory rather than him also dying Yeah. Um, that being said I don't see any reason for him to continue being in the MCU after this show other than to make cameos Yeah. so yeah I would say this is his send off and it's his way of um, vaulting Kate into where she needs to be also, do you remember when he was like almost canceled in real life? There's a Kinda? Jeremy Renner issue. Kind of. A while back. I don't remember what it was for, but. It, it's ringing a bell. Something happened. Yeah, and something like, happened. Is he going to continue with Hawkeye? Yeah. And then nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know. They may be like waiting for him to leave. I don't know. I can't remember any of it. I, I really have no context to that. But I remember there was a bad day to be Jeremy Renner. I do remember he had an app that you could download that was the Jeremy Renner app and he would just like you could pay to find out about his day and he would talk to you and stuff. And what? Weird. That's insane. It was like mid Avengers days. Wow. Like uh early <laughs> Infinity uh 
that's li- um, that that nothing screams hey i'm hawkeye i'm one of the avengers than yeah. that like um, no one really cares you know what i mean right. like everybody wants to see thor and Captain America, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm one he's of the Avengers too." Graph line of two people. Yeah, he's the Virgil of the Avengers. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so towards the end of this episode, we got, uh, well, we well, got Kate <laughs> making a grand entrance. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the the end of this episode was about her pursuing her intrigue and in finding out more about Jack. Mm-hmm. And she tr- she challenges him to a fencing contest, a match. Duel. All right, duel. Whatever. <laughs> uh, a standoff. <laughs> yeah. A, uh, what's that? What's it called when you shoot each other? Huh? There's a duel, but there's also a... Uh, oh, like one of the Old West? I can't think of it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she... You'd think would is like tricking him into exposing his abilities, but he doesn't seem to care about any of this. And the mom doesn't seem to have any issues with fencing during dinner. So right. there's all kinds of weird stuff going on. But basically at the end, we we see um, after she's already discovered Armand dead and uh, she has a suspicion about Jack, he reveals that he is an expert swordsman. Mm-hmm. And then when they're discussing it, uh, he reveals the candy. Yes. The butterscotch. The Armand, Armand the third. III. Monogram, Monogram butterscotch. Yeah, that's a great name. That's, that's what a, a what a weird. <clears throat> and so like, immediately she goes, "Oh my god!" Yeah. At the very least, you were in the room when it happened, and I think you killed him. And like all TV shows and movies, she doesn't like tell the mom. Mm-hmm. It's like Harry She's Potter. Like, oh, is I'm, there something I'm, wrong? Oh no, Dumbledore. There's nothing wrong. Tell him. Yeah, like, like tell him. Somebody on your <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah. It drives me crazy, but. Me too. Um, they never call him out, so she kind of like runs away and goes, "I gotta leave." Yep. You know, and uh, I don't even remember. Did we get anything after that? Yeah, she uh, she like tracks down Clint because she's calling him and he won't right. answer. She's blowing and his phone up. He's like doing the Natasha thing where he's like pretending yeah, yeah. to be, and then he's like, "Oh hey, by the way," takes off his uh whatever they had to use to put his hands behind his back, right. and they're like, "Whoa, bro." <laughs> I couldn't even remember that that was after that. And then um, all screwed up. she just kind of like falls through the, the glass in the, t- in the ceiling. <laughs> and is like, oh, hey. And he's like, the girl that you want is Kate Bishop, like right before that. And then she just falls through the ceiling. And it's like, oh. So then they're tied up to uh, the merry-go-round thing. Um, and then we get the echo uh, entrance. Appearance, yeah. Appearance. That's a better, yeah, appearance would be a better, yeah. What's on your mind for next episode? Um, I want to see how Kate and Hawkeye like get out of the situation. That's obviously first and foremost, but also like what happens with the police because this is happening at night, and she literally just got a phone call from the police about her place being burned, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I know what's going on." Like, <laughs> just plays it like so nonchalant, like, yeah, she like your apartment deal. just got burnt to a crisp and she's like oh yeah yeah i know about that you know so i'm interested like i I wonder if like the cops will show up and that's what saves them or something and you know i wouldn't bet on that i don't know anything anything can happen we'll see i think they get out of it themselves but i'm not sure i'm not sure how at this point i hope so 
what's in their immediate future what what issues are they gonna have <laughs> face issues that they'll face well i guess jack jack and the mom right now are most prevalent jack and the mom are most prevalent <laughs> after um the tracksuit mafia. after the tracksuit mafia after echo after echo uh possibly kingpin in the in the future but the thing yeah, we got to remember too so. is we're two episodes in already the six episodes right so the like third one's usually the dullest if yeah I remember correctly right so but which makes no sense though because we're like kind of at this uh not a climax moment but like a climax moment in the sense that like they're going to be introduced into echo you know uh and kate bishop has all this information about Jack. So it's like, how can, I don't, I don't know if this third episode could be, I mean, it easily can be a dull episode. Yeah. Because if they're following that formula, then yeah. I don't know if there's a lot of wiggle room in this show to be dull though. Yeah. There can't be, I don't think. And he's on know. a clock. He's on the t- a timer. Cause he's got to, yeah, he's got to get back. Kids. Right. Yep. So I'm excited to, that, that's another like level of pressure that's added into the series. Mm-hmm. So, um, Big things is we want to hear from you guys uh, and tell us what what you guys think about this episode and these two episodes, uh, what's going to happen on Wednesday. And when Wednesday does come, please feel free to give us your thoughts. Um, Thank you, as always, for for listening to us. We uh, are on Facebook at The Marvel Guys Podcast, on Instagram, The Marvel Guys Podcast. Uh, You can find us on anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. And we love we love bringing these episodes to you. Uh, we will have a Spider-Man preview out soon. So keep an eye out for that. We just got tickets for that today. So super excited. Mm, very excited. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask off for that Friday. Hopefully I don't have any issues getting it. So I can just relax and not hurry home and everything. So mm. uh, once we get out of work, head out and do the thing. Maybe hmm. eat a little more expensive than we usually would <laughs> yeah we'll see maybe go cheaper because the tickets are like 18 bucks <laughs> maybe uh maybe just grab a mcdouble you know what i mean <laughs> maybe, yeah maybe not do anything expensive. yeah um so thank you everybody for for joining us and uh we'll see you next time peace